in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Welcome, everyone, to Spouting Off. Uh, it is uh, great to have you along. And um, <clears throat> I was, <laughs> the reason there was a pause there is that I was actually looking up, this is something I don't do very often. I was trying, it's, it's too late. I can't do it right now. But uh, I was looking up a, a Bible verse. It's just amazing because I was talking to somebody about this earlier and uh, it is amazing that uh, at the very moment that I was looking to do that, you know, I couldn't find it. Uh, I'll have to find it for you and then paraphrase uh, because, you know, sometimes things are incredibly relevant and I still can't find it. So I'm not going to obsess about it now. Uh, but to that end, I have some comments to rant about or to spout off about before we get to our wonderful guests in the next segment and the one after that. Um, and by the way, if you are listening live, you can actually call in 603-816-1590, or you can grab the podcast after the fact when we broadcast live Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, which a lot of people do, by the way. Uh, but we always welcome your emails and your comments here on Spouting Off. Let me start with this. Uh, my husband and I had an anniversary. So we went fishing. <laughs> we went fishing. We love fishing. We love deep sea fishing. We don't always get to do that very often, but we fished from the shore. We actually caught a few things, which was quite wonderful. And uh, <clears throat> because we are law-abiding citizens, we were concerned. You know, we got our uh, requisite fishing licenses and all of that. And we were concerned in the state we were fishing in, because this was different for us, what the rules and regulations were about uh, uh, throwing back a fish if the fish is not big enough, and what are the requirements and what are the limitations? They call them bag limits. And, you know, we even inquired, we were really, really conscientious about this. We inquired to make sure. Uh, what kind of fish it is, because you got to look at the picture. And uh, is that what I caught? It's amazing that we caught anything, but it was really great. We caught some fish. They were biting that afternoon at dusk. Can you believe it? And so uh, a, a uh, passing uh, great guy gave us the name of a website, and we matched the fish to the picture. And we were very conscientious as best we could, you know, and threw back the little ones to give them time to grow so somebody else can um, fish them out. That's how it's, it's done. We wanted to catch dinner. And I got to thinking, because, you know, everything has a broader, more philosophic meaning to me these days. I got to, fish, uh, to, to thinking that the state, and that means the federal government and the state particularly, want to control the flow of fish more than they want to control the borders and people. So they say it's for our own good, you know, you know, uh, endangered species, all of that. They're very, very careful. If you've ever traveled uh, out of the country and then wanted to come back in via airplane, you know that they're going to be very, very cautious about any fruits and vegetables that you might bring into the country. You're not allowed to do that. And uh, so they regulate uh, vegetation and fruit, but they don't regulate people. So if a person has a disease and, and the borders are wide open now for 
everyone around the country. We have a guest later on in the program is going to talk about unfettered immigration from communist China coming through the Mexican border. I'm going to want to ask her if um, these are possibly Chinese spies or are they people who want to defect? I'm having a feeling it's the first one, but I don't know. I'm just speculating here. So unfettered immigration that puts the lives and property of citizens of this country and naturalized citizens here legally puts their lives in danger. Uh, and that is any ethnicity. The idea that this is racially based is preposterous and only used to put down dissent, which is what the cries of racism, racism, racism have become in recent years, is an excuse to put down dissent. Um, if it is not sensible to decide and to choose your own borders as a country, which of course the globalists don't want any borders at all, uh, then how come so many countries around the world want to protect their jobs, their resources, their livelihood, and their people by deciding who can even own property in their country and who can enter their country legally? The, the position is completely indefensible, and they protect vegetation more than they protect people. Uh, you know, is it racist to not allow a tomato into the United States of America? No. Is it racist to not allow someone with tuberculosis or polio or someone who has a communicable disease? Because after all, Title 42 is all about a health scare, but now the borders are wide open possibly to create yet another health scare. I don't want to jinx anything, but the lack of borders is insane and has truly sinister uh, purposes. One, I am reading, again, I'm reading a, a lot of the same stuff you're reading, maybe just more of it, that uh, many of these illegals are being sent in droves to conservative states to overwhelm the populations there. Now, is this something that this particular bunch wouldn't do, would refuse to do on moral grounds because it's wrong? Uh, read the Durham report, and we'll get to that maybe in a minute if I have time. So, uh, to that end, I was listening to the news right before the broadcast, and um, it seems as if the left is jumping up and down because these governors are getting together attempting to actually do the job the federal government won't do. Remember when they said that? Oh, the illegal aliens are only coming here to do jobs Americans refuse to do. Well, the job that, it, that Americans are refusing to do in the federal government is to protect our borders, which is one of their prime responsibilities. The other is to negotiate treaties. That's why the United States of America became 50 United States, not one giant behemoth, I love that word, uh, of a government that, that dictates to every state what it will and will not do. So uh, the news item that I heard was that the people jumping up and down because governors are actually sending help to the southern border <laughs> accused the governors of playing politics, right? This is the upside down thinking. This is the left is left is right, up is down, black is white, purple is blue, the moon is made of green cheese that the left tries to, the narrative that the left tries to do, tries to proliferate. Uh, so because they will not do their job, they're going, and they are playing politics with people's lives and in, in, on the border, they're going to accuse their enemies attempting to secure the border because they're not globalists, that they're playing politics. Similarly, they try to tell you, there was another news item right before our broadcast, you may or may not have heard it if you're listening on the podcast, 
censorship, I mean, uh, opposing pornography is now censorship, is now book burning, right? Uh, and there was a, a news item about that as well, that uh, uh, these books were banned in Florida and people are protesting because they want uh, sexually explicit books in the public schools and they say this is censorship, right? So I guess we've been censoring uh, nine-year-olds from pornography in the movie industry for decades and decades. You watch, that'll change too. Uh, uh, protecting children from obscenity and pornography is not the same as censorship, but they know that. Meanwhile, banning dissent is now protecting democracy. Everything is re-identified and reframed to help them in their purely political agenda, which is to eradicate freedom in the United States of America. I make no bones about it. Uh, if you disagree, and this is a cumulative observation that we keep checking against reality to see if it's true. Now, the Bible verse that I was looking up, and I'll have it for you probably on the next broadcast, Isaiah 520, which I couldn't find while I'm talking, can't do 12 things at once, only 10, is, is that uh, beware of the people, and I'll paraphrase, but I'll get it for you tomorrow, I promise. Uh, beware of the people who turn bitter into sweet and sweet into bitter, who call good evil and evil good. There's two verses there, and I'm not a big Bible thumper, but it is quite astounding how relevant that is today. Propaganda and pulling the wool over people's eyes, telling them that good is evil and evil is good, is one of the prime tactics of uh, turning a country towards totalitarianism and communism, tyranny. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, it has come to our shores masquerading as we're going to take care of you. We just want uh, equity. We just want racial. It's, we want to address inequality. All of that is just a cover for what's really going on. Globalism as well. We want to erase borders, boundaries, and personal responsibility. Well, you hear that music, I gotta go. We will be back with our first guest right after this. You're listening to Spouting Off. I'm Karen Cataline. Don't go away. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Or that time you forgot to roll up your windows in the car wash. Fantastic. Yeah, a remote control would have come in handy then. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Life doesn't come with a remote control. Yikes! So you're on your own with the wasps. 
You have the power to take control of prediabetes. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Spouting Off with Karen Catalina will return in a moment. The Reading Foundation provides evaluation and tutorial programs based upon the Orton-Gillingham philosophy of learning, based upon the study of language, how children acquire language, and the mechanisms involved in learning. All the learning pathways of the brain, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and tactile, are addressed and strengthened to build a strong foundation for the acquisition of reading skills. If you are interested in learning more, Please contact the Reading Foundation for more information. The Reading Foundation is at 10 Northern Boulevard, Unit 19, Amherst, New Hampshire, 03031. Or you can email us at readingfoundation underscore rf at yahoo.com. And of course, you can call anytime at 603-882-0992. The Reading Foundation, Amherst, New Hampshire. Karen Cataline got her parents to name her Karen before she was born, so she could grow up to be a punchline. Now here's more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone. We're going to get to our guests right away. But um, I promised, so I'm going to read you these these two verses, and I may get to that tomorrow if I don't have a million other things to do. Isaiah 520 and 21, 520, quote, Woe to those who say of the evil that it is good and the good that it is evil, who present darkness as light and light as darkness, who present bitter as sweet and sweet as bitter bitter. And just for a bonus, 521, woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and in their own estimation of profound understanding. Whoa! Okay. Uh, We'll talk about that more hopefully tomorrow, but I want to welcome our very first guest, and her name is Nicole Tsai. She has been a, she is a vibrant anchor woman devoted to the Chinese whistleblower movement. Can't wait to hear about that. Back in 2018, this movement was developed in the new federal state of China. Nicole's expertise in journalism makes her one of the prominent communicators of the movement. As a witness of the Tiananmen massacre of 1989, when, by the way, America was on the freedom side, Nicole naturalized to U.S. citizenship with determined efforts to take down the Chinese Communist Party. Boy, she's got her work cut out for her. Can't wait to talk to her right now. Nicole Tsai, welcome to Spouting Off. So good to have you on the program. Hello, Karen. Thank you so much for your lovely introduction. I am so honored to be here and can't wait to talk with you and interact with your wonderful audiences. Thank you. Thank you. Um, These segments are short, and you're here to talk about the Chinese illegals coming across the Mexico border. But if you could just say a short bit, and this is a huge subject, I should have you on to talk about it exclusively. The Tiananmen Massacre, there's a whole generation of kids and people who don't even know what that is. And you naturalized to this country and came here for freedom. Could you just make a few comments about that? And, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I have a feeling we're on the same page. It must be heartbreaking for you to watch what is happening to this country when you fled communism to come to a a country that stands for freedom. And now here we are. Absolutely. I have been increasingly feeling this country that I love, which is the United States of America is becoming a country that I fled. Uh, you know, the Tiananmen Massacre crushed the Chinese, pe- Chinese people's hope and dreams for freedom and for rule of law. And today, um, you know, if everybody who have watched the press conference about uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's press conference 
about the weaponization of the U.S. federal government agencies like DOJ and FBI, and also the um, you know the Durham report about how uh, the CCP has infiltrated and compromised not only the Capitol Hill, the White House, but uh, inside. I'm I mean, sorry. this is a heartbreak because. America as the beacon of hope. And indeed, America is an exceptional country. <clears throat> America Mr. Producer, is a hope are we of having the entire uh... world, and especially people living in a darkness. And now, living in this country and witnessing that the CCP's infiltration has not only, uh, you know, weaponized the America's a free market, uh, but also the justice system and even the White House. And DOJ and FBI have been weaponized to go uh, after political dissidents. Uh, this, this is very heartbreaking. Yeah. I didn't hear you for a while. I don't know if you heard me interrupting you, and I apologize for that. I could not hear you. Then all of a sudden you came back. Could you just oh. repeat that last sentence there? Because I missed it. I don't know if our listeners did. Go ahead. Hey, Karen, can you hear me now? I can. I can hear you. Oh, Are you okay, having good. trouble? <laughs> I hope that people aren't censoring you right now. It oh. sounds like it's your phone. But please, we're gonna we're going to plow ahead. So, what was the last sentence that you that you said? May I miss? So, it? my last sentence is that we are heartbreaking. Uh, what happened to America today? Um, everything that we have witnessed from the Durham report. To today's press conference about the uh, weaponized the DOJ and the FBI going after America's own dissidents and to go after the Chinese dissidents, it's heartbreaking because if we lose the America, uh, I mean, there's no place to escape to. And yeah. so um, we love this country and America is an ex exceptional, very special country. That's why we hope that America will be great again with the restored uh, confidence and faith of the people in the government, especially in the justice uh, system like DOJ and FBI. Yeah. Well, we have a rule of law. We have a constitution that was written expressly to protect individual rights and freedom by the consent of the governed. And that's what appears to be under attack right now in in a uh, on a scale that we've never seen before let's shift over to what you came to talk about i mean it's so all interrelated and that is you say that there are a lot of chinese illegals coming across the mexico border there's a lot of everything coming across the southern border in america uh, tell us more about this i do not blame on the illegal migrants. I blame on the failed policy because it's the open border policy that invited all the problems. Mm -hmm. And these, you know, the Chinese migrants, I've watched some uh, news report saying these people, they took great risk to their life. They, they left their home country and loved the ones behind. They traveled days and months across very dangerous, you know, roads and journeys to seek freedom and to uh, escape government oppression in communist China. I mean, it's a very sad, heart-wrenching story. But again, yeah. you know, who caused this problem? Uh, yesterday, the Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party, they had a hearing titled Leveling the um, the, um, uh, the 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 playing field, uh, it, they talk about the CCP's economic aggression, um, you know, in America, and we know that uh, America's Wall Street and policy has been investing heavily in China, and um, iPhone and Apple has a big slave labor concentration camp in China. And so, but these American companies and investment did not help the Chinese people to live free. Instead, they 
empowered the CCP. They empowered the Chinese Communist Party. And so now we're seeing a Chinese Communist Party enriched and empowered by America's cooperation, by America's Wall Street. And that's why people have to flee the country. Yeah. But the, once they cross the open border, they come to, they arrived in the United States of America. Then there's the CCP established the uh, secret police station spying on the Chinese dissidents. Uh-huh. Well, I was going to ask you, Nicole, we're talking to Nicole Tsai, um, and uh, she's part of a very important movement, the Chinese whistleblower movement. Um, I'm wondering if you know, and I don't know if you can know, if the people coming across the southern border, the Mexican border, uh, who are Chinese nationals, if most of them are people wanting to defect to this country, or are they spies for the Chinese government? Great question. I think it's a mixed bag because there are confirmed reports showing that the CCP has been capitalizing on America's open border at the southern states uh, to do the illicit drug and fentanyl uh, trafficking. They enriched the Mexican cartel and assisted the uh, drug dealers uh, to transport, uh, you know, tons of uh, illicit drugs and fentanyl and, you know, to destroy American communities. And we know fentanyl is the leading cause of American people's death aged between 18 and 45. So Mm -hmm. this open border opened the floodgate of the CCP's infiltration. And fentanyl Mm -hmm. was actually a part of the CCP's uh, strategic plan to take down America. uh, Mm -hmm. That is called the unrestricted warfare. So the CCP did not have to fire a shot or use military confrontation. All they have to do is to, you know, trafficking the illicit drugs and the fentanyl and help the Mexican cartel to use fentanyl to kill American communities, to destroy American people. And so this open border is a big disaster for American people. And Mm. and so let's blame it on the policy makers because China, the CCP does not have an open border. They securitize their border. No, they don't. No, they certainly do not. On that list of things that you mentioned as to how to take down America, the CCP has a long list of things they're doing simultaneously with the help of turncoat politicians that they probably bought or bribed or blackmailed, um, and that is buying up farmland in America releasing a virus in America for which the supposed cure or prevention, the jab could be worse than the disease, we don't know, and putting down dissent of any kind in America, but especially dissent uh, and disagreement of the CCP. We saw, what is his name, LeBron James. A lot of big corporations are doing business with China now. Nobody wants to criticize the human rights violations of China, do they? No. And so, and then the biggest critic of the CCP, CCP enemy number one, Mao Guo, he has been attacked by the America's mainstream media that have been bought out by the CCP and he's being slandered, he's being attacked. And our movement, Karen... Who is? Are you talking about Donald Trump? No, Miles Guo, he's the founder of the Chinese whistleblower movement. Ah, good. Say his name one more time. Miles who? Miles Guo, uh, last name spelled as a G-U-O, and he's the founder of the Chinese whistleblower movement. He's Uh also the founder of the new federal state of China. He was a very successful businessman. Uh, He was a billionaire before he started this movement to overthrow the CCP. And as soon as he started Uh this movement to take down the Chinese Communist Party, he, he became the most persecuted Chinese dissident on the U.S. soil. He was uh, on March 15th. The FBI sent over 100 agents 
who raided Mr. Mao's school's New York residence and took him to court based on a false charge pressed by SEC of a $1 billion fraud of a free media platform called GTV. And uh, GTV was actually among the first uh, media outlet that broke the the laptop story from the hell. So um, an SEC pressed charges and the DOJ uh, announced the arrest and Mao School has ever since been detained at the Metropolitan Detention Complex since March 15 without bail. Yet the CCP agent who helped the uh, Xi Jinping to set up the secret police station in Manhattan and another CCP uh, spy uh, that was arrested uh, in Boston, they were bailed out instantly. And in New York, the real criminals like the rapers and the drug dealers, these people are bailed out quickly. They're walking straight free. Yet our movement, the the CCP enemy number one, the most prominent critic of the CCP is in jail without bail. This sounds like a, uh, I can't remember the name, the author, like a like a, a novel, like a thriller novel. It is so dramatic, the story that you're telling. We have only about a little less than a, a little less than two minutes. And I want to give you an opportunity to let people know more about this organization, the Chinese whistleblower movement. We know that people who blow the whistle on very powerful uh, people, whether they be in the U.S. or in growing totalitarian and punished for speaking up. It's happening right now. Karen, I'm not hearing you uh, now. I'm standing by. We got little gremlins here. We got gremlins. I don't know um, what's going on. We might have uh, a little bit of internet problems, but I do not hear anything. I so, hear you now. Yeah, you do. Yeah, we had another little gremlin there. Tell everybody they can find you. We have very little time left. Go ahead and uh, give us the website, would you? Yes, thank you. Follow us on our Twitter, NFSC Speak on Twitter, and our website, NFSCOfficial.com. And Karen, I just want to thank you so much uh, for having me today. I would love to come back again and yes. uh, and talk more. I, I, I really love your We would love to have you, Nicole. Discussion. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you. your time. Take care. Bye-bye. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Gadolini. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. They're not out to tell you the truth of what's happening. They're out to tell you the picture of the world that they represent. The mission of the Epoch Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements and facts, and prevent people from being misled. The Epoch Times is independent, We're not controlled by any special interest, and we never will be. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would ensnare this country in ignorance and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. Subscribe today to our digital edition at theepochtimes.com and join the Americans who are seeking truth and tradition. Read the difference in all your devices. We'd love to have you on board. Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. 
Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. The Village Network was created for only one reason, to keep those 62 and older in their home as long as possible, ideally for the rest of their life. The Village Network is the answer for children who do not live nearby and worry about their parents being able to remain independently and safely at home. The Village Network has a network of trusted providers and volunteers who provide transportation, home repair, home-delivered meals, grocery shopping, and others who are there to help when you need them. We can even find someone to walk your dog. The Village Network does not charge thousands of dollars of upfront costs for services you may never need. With the Village Network, you only pay for services when you need them. Become a member of the Village Network today by calling 603 891 0008. That's 603 891 0008. The Village Network. Become a member today. Spouting Off with Karen Cataline will return in a moment. Hi, it's Karen Cataline. It's been almost a decade since I wrote Fat Lash Food Police in the Fear of Thin. It's about my early experiences in child beauty pageants and being put on extreme diets. Remember when that was shocking? Sadly, that seems like child's play compared to what we are watching today when politicians and woke corporations are actually advocating for the sexualization of children. Everyone's children. We're watching a frontal attack on childhood innocence. This is one story, my story. Fat Lash illustrates and explains why good boundaries are essential for kids to grow up healthy. They need their parents to set them, not the government. Get Fat Lash today. It's available in paperback or ebook at Amazon or at my website, KarenCataline.com. And now, more spouting off with Karen Cataline. everyone to spouting off uh we are waiting for our next guest we're having a i guess we're having a little bit of technical issues uh it's too bad too except because i would like to have kept our previous guest for another segment um but then you know she her sound was going out anyway i'm gonna go back to what i was jumping up and down about because if you continue to see the same pattern again and again and again, you have to start paying attention to the evidence that comes in. This is the way I like to look at things. And let's face it, um, one of the things I say more than anything else is opinions are like derrieres. Everybody has, has one. Sometimes they have many. If you're Jewish, it's two Jews, three opinions. <laughs> which is one of our favorite <laughs> lines, one of my favorite lines. And, and that is uh, this. Um, if you continue to see issues reframed in ways that don't comport with reality, when you see racism dressed up as anti-racism, when you see fascism, true fascism, dressed up as we're anti-fascists, that's why we're going to put down all dissent. I mean, you got to use your common sense, and I know our listeners here do. When you see the very people that have banned Dr. Seuss <laughs> and banned Mr. Potato Head and called Aunt Jemima racist, even though Aunt Jemima, it was a triumph in her day to have her picture on the bottle of maple circle. I always call it maple circle. Um, and, and she would be horrified today. This was a triumph. What is racist about putting the picture of a black person on a bottle? If you were using your common sense, you would say the opposite. You would say, if you're taking her picture off a bottle of syrup, maybe you're the racist, right? So what we're being asked to do here 
is to abandon our common sense, to abandon all sense of logic, and to abandon the rule of law. I'm going to read this one more time because I promised and because it is so relevant. Then hopefully I'll have time uh, to talk about a couple other things because we're not getting our guests right now. Uh, Isaiah 520, quote, Woe to those who say of the evil that it is good and of the good that it is evil who present darkness as light and light as darkness, who present bitter as sweet and sweet as bitter. Now, uh, before I read the next line, uh, I just want to mention, I think I forgot what I was going to say, (laughs) that is this not what's happening today? This is not what's happening today. Anti-racism is racism. I mean, racism is is called anti-racism. In order to be not racist, you have to impose persecution and division and bigotry onto others and call it justice. I know what I was going to say. I was reading an article about reparations that is being proposed in San Francisco. Now, if you think this is ludicrous and can't happen to where you're living, where you're living, you haven't been watching. Everybody mocked the idea of the so-called Green New Deal, and now it is being put into practice. Uh, it is based on lies, but it accomplishes what communists want to accomplish. In terms of getting people to abandon their common sense and give reparations to blacks because they've been indoctrinated to say that in 2023, racism is still as uh, uh, prevalent as, and it's systemic, the whole country is racist, racist, racist. And racism is just as terrible as it was in 1952. That is a, a consummate lie. None of these people have ever acknowledged any progress in racism. Can you imagine a black person elected president in 1952 when there were still um, white-only drinking fountains? No, I don't think you can. Uh, in the South, which, and the Ku Klux Klan, which were, by the way, controlled, and they were Democrats that headed up the Ku Klux Klan. It was Republicans, and they're not perfect, who, who fought for voting rights of women and blacks, and yet they've changed history. So in the service of a political agenda, they've turned good in evil into good and good into evil. I want to go back because I got off the track about the uh, reparations in San Francisco. Now, everybody, this is common knowledge. It's not like they're trying to change facts. Everybody knows that the slavery that happened in uh, the pre-Civil War United States of America was not in California because California wasn't even a state yet, right? But in California, the liberal guilt and the uh, dictatorial nature of race politics is so profound, is so complete that they want to give reparations to people who were never slaves from people who were never slave owners in a state that was never a slave state. Why? Because this feeds income redistribution. It feeds even more the ideology that there are persecutors and there are victims because dividing the public feeds this notion that America is a terrible country and deserves to be communist. And only the big state can make it all right. Only the state can redistribute wealth as it sees fit. The only problem is, is that when it does that, history has shown every single 
time that it impoverishes everybody and enriches government and the state, which is, after all, the real goal, the real plan. Uh, robbing people, not just of their property, but even more critical, their liberty, their, their God-given rights to speak, to dissent, to, uh, I talk about this all the time, to practice their faith as they see fit, to live in a place that tolerates differences of opinion on the most, on the issues that inflame passions of men and women, that being politics and religion. The tolerance that the left talks so much about, uh, they are not tolerant when it comes to dissent, not at all. Let me go back to Isaiah 21, because these two are companions to one another. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and in their own estimation of profound understanding. Now, this seems to, again, this is not a Bible class. I'm the last person in the world to teach a Bible class. I'm trying to study myself, and I'm, you know, it's overwhelming. I didn't grow up religious as a Jew in any way, but, um, you know, uh, I'm learning. This seems to speak to the grandiosity and narcissism of men. Men who do put down uh, people of faith and who seem to need to put down people of faith uh, in order to elevate themselves as gods. I'm hearing this philosophy and make, and this point being made much more often today. And, uh, in a, in a perverse way, it's good to see. I'm glad that we are seeing this, uh, that people are beginning to realize that not only is there a a, a two-tiered justice system in this country, if you are for the, the, tyrants and you agree with their agenda, you can do anything you want. Uh, next week, we'll have my friend John Zemirak wrote a spectacular piece uh, on Durham and so much more. We'll have him next week. Um, and if you are a political enemy, if you carry a, an ideology that is not politically correct, if you're not, quote, woke, or if you disagree with the orthodoxy that there's no longer any boy or any girl, that there can be transgender nine-year-olds who need surgery, um, and that the age of consent means nothing, that you can put pornography on grade school shelves, and if you, and if you oppose that, you're a book burner. I said that before. But, but if you ban dissent, you're not you're not a censor. You're not banning free speech, which the left used to be so much for, but you're protecting democracy by not allowing opposing ideas to be heard or expressed. This is, ladies and gentlemen, Isaiah 520. Every once in a while in my study, I come upon a verse somewhere that is so salient, so perfect, and so well put. No wonder the radical left doesn't want accountability of faith, regardless of your particular faith. America is a religiously was, was created as a uh, religiously pluralistic country. So it's not necessary to agree on religion at all. It's fine. But if you're a person who believes that men are not gods, men will never be gods, that only God is God, and that it is good for men, regardless of your religious persuasion, to be beholden, be beholden and accountable to something greater than themselves. Men who, who fancy themselves God, as in this next, it's amazing that these two uh, verses come one right after the other. 
God, it sounds like a Bible class. And I'm not trying to do that. But it's amazing that these two verses come one right after the other. First, it talks about saying good is evil and evil is good, that darkness is light and light is darkness. They present bitter as sweet and sweet as bitter. And right after that, woe to those who are wise in their own eyes. So in order to pull the wool over our eyes, <laughs> to coin a phrase, you have to tell the opposite of the truth. You have to lie. You have to frame uh, the censorship of human beings as somehow you're protecting democracy. You have to uh, claim that pornography for nine-year-olds is free speech, <laughs> but banning dissent is protecting democracy. It all depends on whatever they think is true this week. And those regardless of their failings, and we're humans, we all have them. Those who want to be accountable, who are joyous in being accountable to something greater than themselves, are people who have the humility to know that they cannot rule over other men, that this will result in not only great misery, but great evil. You cannot have communism, socialism, and totalitarianism without that view, that men are gods, and that they have a right to lord, I use that word on purpose, over others by turning themselves into gods and their fellow men into slaves. Huh. Well, I guess we didn't get our guest for today. He wasn't able to... Um, he wasn't able to join us, and that's rare because we always like to have a uh, guest from the Epic Times. But despite our little bumps and grinds in today's show, we were able to pull it off, I hope. Uh, visit me at Karen Cataline, Karen at KarenCataline.com, and that's my email, or just go to the website and you can listen to numerous other programs. This one, by the way, was number 484. Uh, take care, stand up, use it or lose it. Your First Amendment rights will be back again. Join us for more Spouting Off. Be well. <laughs>